This is The Infiltrator's Scary Stories. Tonight, 10 Home Alone Scary Stories. Just to let you know, this podcast is now available on multiple different platforms. It is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Breaker Audio. Um, It is available on Stitcher. It is available on a lot of different places. Just download your favorite podcasting app. Um, If you already have it on your phone, um, just search it, The Infiltrator Scary Stories. And if we're on there, we're on there. If we're not, then let us know. And if you have a scary story, please submit it at theinfiltrators.godaddysites.com. Click on contact and send us your story. And now, 10 scary home alone stories on The Infiltrators. Scary stories. Tonight's episode of The Infiltrator's Scary Stories is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the best way to make a podcast. Everybody has something to say. Here's the best part about Anchor. It's free. Also, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you for free so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I use Anchor and it is the best podcasting platform I have been a part of. And the best part, it's free. You can also make money off of it. That's what's awesome about it. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. We all have something that we are uh, very deeply uh, concerned about or something that we have the need to feel that we have to put out into the world. And this is the best way to make your own podcast. If you think podcasting is not possible for you to do or it's difficult to do, then use Anchor. I've made other podcasts before and it was a lot more time to make a podcast. With Anchor, you can make a whole podcast in less than an hour. Anchor is the best way to make a podcast. So once again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Number one. One night when I was about 12 or 13, my parents were gone for a while and I was just staying up really late past midnight on my desktop computer waiting for them to come home. Like most people, I had been told a million times not to talk to strangers on the internet, but half my friends list on MSM were people I had never met before, so I was just chatting with a bunch of them. Out of nowhere, one of my friends had told me exactly what I had been doing the past hour or two. Example, what I was eating, drinking, playing with, when I had gotten up last, things I hadn't mentioned in chat. Instantly, I got a horrible feeling in the pit of my stomach. My desktop was set up in front of a big window, so as far as I knew, 
this person had been talking to that was supposed to live in a different country than me had found my address and somehow had been watching me through the window. Turns out he had somehow hacked into my computer and was watching me. I was left unplugged even though I had been warned not to when I was using it. And had been frequently watching me through it whenever he wanted. It's been 10 years and I still have the cameras on my device covered up with thick duct tape. Number two, I was about eight and I was taking the trash outside after the sun went down. When a hand reached from the other side of our back deck and grabbed my leg, trying to yank me, I screamed very loudly and they let go and I ran inside. Number three, I was a kid around probably 10 and I was babysitting my seven-year-old sister. We grew up near an insane asylum, and every now and then, we'd get an escape person in our yard. They'd walk off the grounds and head through the woods toward the nearest big town. They'd get about a mile to our place and realize walking 40 miles to that town was probably not happening. So they'd ask to use the phone to call and get picked up by the hospital. This happened every now and then, but this was the first time it had happened when I was home without my family. The woman who arrived in our driveway wanted me to call the hospital to pick her up, but she also asked me if I had some matches, presumably to light a cigarette. I assured my sister into the house and locked the door as I called. The woman was kind of half screaming, half moaning, matches, I need matches, until they came and picked her up. I'm sure it was for a cigarette, but it also could have been to burn us alive, so I didn't give her any. Number four. I had just moved into my first apartment. It was around 8.30 p.m. or so. I heard a knock at the door. So I thought, but there was nobody there. So I go about my business and I'm unpacking things. Then I hear the doorknob moving like someone was putting a key in it and turning. And then they knocked again. At first, I got really excited that my then-boyfriend was home, but then I realized it was only 8.30, and he was due home from work around 10.30. So I looked out the kitchen window and didn't see his car anywhere, or anyone's car I had known parked beside. That's when I panicked. The doorknob kept moving for a few more seconds and then stopped. A few minutes later, they had some piece of metal and they were sticking it between the door trying to open the door. 
I freaked out at that point and locked myself in the bathroom with a knife, and I called 911. They tried to pry the door open for about three minutes before they stopped. The police surveyed the area and found an elderly man roaming around with a knife and a crowbar. He used to live in that apartment and he wanted his stuff back that we stole when we moved in. I was told he was really delusional. I'm so thankful and glad I didn't answer the door once I realized it was no one I knew. To this day, my heart stops when someone knocks on my door. Number five. So this took place in my backyard when I was a kid. My mom had made a tree swing by putting together large logs across two trees that were split at the top in a Y shape. A rope hung down from the middle of the log and there was a little wooden slab to sit on and swing on. I was out there swinging anyway when suddenly before I knew what had happened, I was pulled backwards and found myself laying in the dirt. I looked up just in time to watch the log that was holding the swing, and it came crashing down. I had used this swing a billion times, and where I landed wasn't even reachable at maximum swinging capacity. I looked up and no one was around. The feeling of being pulled back is permanently lodged in my brain. Number six. I live in a cul-de-sac. My bedroom is on the second story. I woke up one night around 3 a.m. to go to the bathroom. I knew we were expecting a lot of snow. I looked out the bedroom window and I was looking to see the accumulation. It was deep, higher than the curb, like a white blanket across the cul-de-sac. I decided to get some water, so I walked downstairs, turned on the light, went to the bathroom and got water. Was downstairs for maybe four minutes. When I went back to my bedroom, all the lights were out again, and I looked at the snow one more time. Within those four minutes, there were now fresh footsteps leading from my house across the cul-de-sac and disappearing behind my neighbor's house. Number seven. Once I was alone watching TV and the door behind me closed and locked. I don't know what was going on. Maybe it was a ghost. I don't know, but it scared the hell out of me. Number eight. I live down in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by woods and corn and wheat fields. I was home alone one night and decided to step out on the front porch for a cigarette. I'm about halfway done. Take another drag, and when I blow out the smoke, it rolls around a face about a foot away from me. Needless to say, I tossed the cigarette and noped back inside and locked the doors. Number nine. I was house-sitting slash babysitting for a neighbor. 
She was a single mom from the East Coast. She had just moved to Indianapolis. I was a sixth grader, and all I had to do was sit in the house and do my math homework while she was on a date. Her two-year-old baby was sleeping in his crib slash room. Around 9 p.m., I got a call, and I answered it. It's some man who only asks, who are you? I say I'm the babysitter. Then he starts asking all these questions about where the mom is and who I am personally. I got scared and hung up and called the mom and let her know. The guy calls back and then just starts saying what the address is. And he knew it. He knew exactly where I was at. Then asks if the baby is okay. When I say yes, he is. He says, how can you be so sure when he's that close to a window? To which I go, I'm just the babysitter and I'm trying to be a really good babysitter and I'm trying to do my math homework and I'm scared and I'm also failing math. Basically, a mental breakdown happened. Five minutes later, the mom shows up and explains it's her ex-husband who found her. She hands me a wad of cash and excuses me. I don't know if the guy was in the bushes or calling from Massachusetts or what. It was scary. And number 10. I was laying on the chair with my eyes closed, but I wasn't really asleep. I heard a woman whisper my name in my ear, and she told me that I had to get up now. I swear I could feel her breath as she talked. I got up, and there was no one there. Hey, guess what? There's another surprise one. Now, here is number 11, a bonus. Scary story. Number 11. I was asleep in the living room on my off day when a Suburban came crashing through my kitchen. Dude was drunk and high. Had taken his grandfather's Suburban and left a trail of destruction through the neighborhood for two blocks. 10 plus vehicles hit my house, two mailboxes, and tore up multiple yards until his SUV was disabled from hitting a Camry. Police ended up busting the window and dragging him out, half naked. 